One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Roe, and Raph on the SGP podcast. Woo! Are you ready? You're listening to the SGP Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the SGP Podcast. Stancy and Ro Moran recording for tonight. No Raf Camus. Yes. <laughs> Same thing I've been saying the other times that uh, he's not been available. Uh, so, um, I, no, I, I probably imagine Red Oliero uh, <laughs> mimicking our intro. <laughs> But yeah, the fact of the matter is, Raf Camus is literally sick this week. Mm-hmm. I had to pick up the mic from his place, and he was in his pambahay getting ready to be taken to the hospital. So we wish him well, and mm-hmm. we can't wait for him to get better so that he can spaz inside the booth again. Send him your messages, and you know, just feed him you know, your well wishes. You know, he needs them. Yeah, yeah, tell him to lay off the cigarettes, too. <laughs> bad for your health, man. Oh, bad for your health. Nakagangrene yun. <laughs> okay, so we got a lot to talk about this week. It was actually a very loaded week uh, for us, especially or for me, especially because I was there at MWF mm-hmm. this, this past week. I was there to support him. Maki wrestling wag matakot. Really huge to just be a UP alumnus performing at their alma mater, regardless of what your field is, right? Yeah. If you're an entertainer of any sort and you go back to your school, your college, your university, it's a big fucking deal. So fucking proud, by the way, to see pro wrestling. In our alma mater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um, we're we're going to get into this during the review, which features Ria Takumi of GMA News. Um, but le- let me just say again, uh, uh, it's surreal to be at a venue where you've done other things mm. and then to see... <laughs> other things. Yeah, I mean, like, I've hosted an event there previously. I've hung out there with groupmates to Sachokis, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I've done other things. But... To perform there as a wrestling personality is something I never would have imagined take at the Bahay na Adonai. Yeah, to take a bump at TBA. Diba dati, panggago lang yun ang mga upperclassmen. Kasi di mo alam kung saan yung classroom mo. Sa TBA, nakalagay sa Form 5. Oh, tapos tangin na ngayon, venue na siyang MWF, diba? So, huge props going out to MWF, its management, all the crew members, everyone involved in the whole production. I can tell you for a fact that they run a tight ship. Yeah, yeah, it was a really smooth and slick operation. Yeah, and I'm I'm really proud that we've got a vibrant and bustling wrestling scene where you've got two promotions that are really just going all out to give you the best entertainment possible. Mm. And you know, as someone who's both a fan and a part of the industry, I, I can't be more proud at mm. this moment. So with that being said, uh, why don't we talk about the WWE first? Because we have more than enough time to talk about MWF. Yes, in a bit. we do. Okay. So Money in the Bank, we are what? Just three weeks away. Three weeks away. No, and at, at this point, the complete na nila yung rosters for both the men's side and the women's side. Yep. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a, a quick little exercise where we rank the winners according to need. Mm. Like of the eight men and the eight women in their respective matches, who needs this the most and who needs this the least? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna let Ro take the lead in the ranking. I'll probably just dispute and ask now. Oh, why does this person not need it more? But I'm gonna that, that's All how right. we'll do it. All right, one is obviously I'm gonna give it to Rusev. Rusev. So let's talk about the men first. Uh, the men. Let, yeah, let's sorry, set the table. Men, let's men, set the field men first. Uh, four from Raw, four from SmackDown. So on the Raw side, you've got Braun Strowman. Finn Balor, Bobby Roode, and Kevin Owens. And then on the SmackDown side, you've got one member of the New Day, Rusev, The Miz, and uh, Samoa Joe. 
Mm. All right. Yeah. Okay, so let's rank all eight guys, mm-hmm. and let's start at the top at number one. Who needs this the most? Rusev, as, as I said, as I started, Rusev needs this the most because he is meandering right now, and uh, he needs, I think he needs a push. He, I don't mean, MITV usually is given to uh, someone who's up and coming, but also is a dark horse, but um, someone who doesn't have a clear path to the main event. To the world championship, so I would give that right now to Rusev. He needs it the most. I would actually agree. Because uh, to your point, na it's it's kind of that thing that puts you, uh, that gives you that hot shot that you need, or mm-hmm. the nitro boost that you need. Because uh-huh. on your own, you're probably on the cusp, but you can't get there, and that contract should help you get there. Although in some cases, there are some obvious. Uh, obvious money in the bank holders like Seth Rollins like ah that's a future world champion mm. or a Dean Ambrose like, that, that's a future world champion too but in this case I think it should go to someone like Rusev who has always been just a hanger on but could never really get over the hump true 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 that was number two uh, I'm gonna give a tie here because um, for one I think the the money in the bank match and for all the bit of teasing they've been doing surrounding it is uh, a way to get things started for the New Day's breakup Oh, or, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say, you know, Miz has started, got, got on the ball rolling on that uh, with, his la- with his Miz TV segment last week. And to me, I think it's the beginning of something they're going to be playing out over the rest of the year. So I think Money in the Bank uh, could go to either, if we're talking about a new day, we're, we're talking about uh, either Kofi or Big E. Okay. Because uh, Kofi, vet, you know, been doing this for so long now. She's, he's literally become the the must watch of these ladder matches, and uh, for Big E, he is the prototype. You know, he he fits the mold of the prototype world champion that that Vince McMahon is looking for. He's not that you know he's not that tall, but he's huge, and he has you know he in in his work in the New Day, he's grown to become such a good talker. So we're just counting out Xavier here. Uh, yes, I'm gonna. I'm sorry. I'm gonna count out X. Uh, the guy. I don't see him as a world champion. It's it's funny that you say that because I, I'm not, I I am not sure where I read this take, but I, I read this sometime this week. Now yeah. Xavier actually looks like someone who could be a believable world champion. Okay. Just because no, yeah, of no, no. his mic skills and the personality, which of all three of them, Shane may be a personality and that that charisma. Mm. That's what sticks the most when you're looking at someone who can build around. I don't know. To me, he's like the the Diner Brian of the group. Yeah, maybe maybe there's a point to that. But uh, at this point, I would rather give it to either either of the two. Some it's a tie, right? Is there someone else outside, or is it a tie between those two it's, guys? It's a tie between Kofi and Biggie. Okay, so yeah. So who's number three? Number three, Finn Balor, because you know Finn what? over Samoa Joe. Talaga. Yes, over Samoa Joe. I don't think Joe needs it. I don't think Joe needs it much because Finn is kind of like. Um, Rusev on, on Raw. I mean, you know, Finn is on Raw and he's kind of like Rusev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're both meandering is what you're trying to say. They're meandering and then, you know, may can pagdaan to become a world champion but it's not there yet for him. And he was a, he was a former Universal Champion. So, I, uh, he's got one over Rusev in that uh, he could believably hold the briefcase and go around with it. 
the the the, the Finn Balor briefcase route I think is really interesting just because I would love to see Finn Balor turn heel. Because uh-huh. traditionally Money in the Bank has worked best kapag heel yung nagdadala ng briefcase. Uh-huh. So I think it could be the impetus for a Finn Balor heel turn somewhere down the line. Or maybe uh, a heel turn post-championship win kind of like Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan in 2011-2012. So I, I actually can see this happening. Yeah, yeah. So right. yeah, who's number four? Number four is Kevin Owens because I think that he could be very entertaining with a briefcase. So there's that. Um, you, he's, he's not a bad uh, pick to you know be stalking the champions like a vulture mm. over there. In, in lang, I really don't think that a raw guy will win just because Brock Lesnar is your universal That's champion. That's true, but you know, it's also another way to get a raw guy back on SmackDown if you wanted to. Sure, sure, sure. All right, who's number five? Uh, number five is Bobby Roode, but he would be have he, for the same reasons as Kevin Owens, but he would have to turn heel for him to be entertaining as Mr. Money in the Bank. Yeah, even as it stands, even mm-hmm. without the briefcase, major boarding the acne. Okay, uh, who's number six? Is it Miz uh, or Braun? Yeah, Miz for the same reasons as Owens and uh, and Roode, but uh, he's low because he's already been. Uh, he's already been a world champion. He's already been Mr. Money in the Bank. I don't think he needs it again. And to me, SmackDown is quite uh, shallow it, when you when you talk about the surrounding main event scene. That he doesn't really need that kind of device to propel himself to that level. Yeah, he, I, I could argue that if you were to make a SmackDown six for 2018, I think Miz is oh, in your SmackDown yeah, six. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's not like I mean, if you compare Miz and Rusev, Rusev can say he's always not figuring in someone's plans. Miz somehow is. Yeah. So I would say that Miz isn't either because he could always earn himself a championship match. So is Samoa Joe your seven and Braun your eight? Yes. No way. Pretty much. Because Braun is an instant main Samoa anyway. for a uh, Joe for the same reasons as Miz. Um, I don't think he needs it. Braun because I don't think a guy that big needs a, a briefcase device. It's 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 what Brian said about Big Cass. Why would a seven foot tall guy attack someone from behind? Oh, okay. yeah. To me, Braun could always always earn the championship match whenever he has to. So why is Braun in the match? Because the, the way I see it, the, yeah. the money in the bag has always been like the match for the hungry guys. And oh. yes, I get that Braun is hungry because mm. he's never won the world title and he always gets denied. Not to me, Braun is in the match because it's a match that kind of lends you prestige as one of the many guys that are being at least considered for, you know, an option as a world champion. So, he's been a, if he is in this pool, there must be some plans for him or he must be in some consideration to be a champ. So, Tangina Suerte na pala si Justin Gabriel na sa Money in the Bank siya. Number nine, because we had a tie, was uh, was going to be Saber Woods. Right, okay, okay. <laughs> So yeah, let's talk about the women and how they have their own Money in the Bank ladder match. Their field is set as well. Your right, eight women got, are got. on Raw. You got Ember Moon, Alexa Bliss, Natalia, and Sasha Banks. Damn, and on SmackDown, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Naomi, and Lana. All right, number one is Becky Lynch for obvious reasons. Obvious, obvious reasons. Uh, they already highlighted this on this week's episode of SmackDown, yep. and she needs it. She absolutely needs it. Only because Bailey is in this in this match. Yeah, she's not. Yeah. And I, I think that Becky has really suffered in terms of credibility since she lost the women's title. Mm. Now, but she's always just there, pero not uh, important enough to oh, be a big deal. Which is weird because oh. she's your inaugural women's champion. True. And, and she's good. And she was your number one overall pick among the women. True. So SmackDown. So it really boggles my mind how can someone this talented be this held back. Mm. 
But on the flip side, I'm glad they haven't ruined her the way they ruined Bailey on Raw. Oh, true. Is she's been on SmackDown since day one? Yeah. All right, who's uh, number two? Number two is Sasha Banks, only because she could really benefit again from a heel turn and, you know, being the Miss Money in the Bank the same way Carmella was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, should have been Bailey if Bailey was in this match, but she's not, so Sasha Banks. I think, see, Sasha uh, could... Um, no, crap. I, I was trying to get at something here, uh, and, and I totally forgot. Um, but I was going to ask about the face and heel turns. So I'll, let me ask about Becky Lynch. If Becky Lynch were to win, would she remain a baby face? Yes, because there is no other way. <laughs> you remember her heel turn as, you know, Sasha's lackey back in NXT. Yeah, yeah. And uh, eventually we all turned to yeah. support her. Yeah, No, but I, I remember the discussions on the podcasts with Becky and like Stone Cold or Chris Jericho na hindi ba ito talaga yung plan to make her so endearing that when she turns heel, the shock factor is so high. I don't know. Uh, could be possible, yes. But I would rather much see if we're gonna have a face money in the bank, I think uh, Becky should be it. Whereas when, if you have Sasha Banks uh, turning heel as Miss Money in the Bank, it's very aligned in with the things she's done as of late. Yep, right? yep, exactly. Okay. Who's number three? Number three is Alexa Bliss. Only because... Talaga? Yeah, that... that low, I don't know about Too high, too low? I think it's too high. Okay. I don't think she needs it. I mean, she's a four-time champion yeah, yeah, on you're both right. brands. You're right. But you know, um, Nia Jax is busy with Ronda Rousey at this point. So, to me, I think only because it's high because she is going to be so entertaining with that briefcase. You sure, know. yeah, I guess in terms of creative purposes. But I think in terms of credibility, I would say that she needs Naomi Yung, yung Money in the Bank than Alexa Bliss just to regain what she'd lost as well. Uh, or someone like Alana who has a lot of upside with the whole Rusev family. Sure. I guess. Like, but that's I, my argument no, But for I would Lana rather see Alexa. Alexa Bliss over the other girls. Say. Like, those are my top three. Okay. For sure. So, yeah. So, who's, who's next after Alexa in your uh, top three? Now this is getting is. a little tough. Um, I would Fico Lana. Like, I would make a case for Lana just because... Uh, there's a lot of potential with Rusev and Aiden English there hovering around. But if, y- you've seen how they're protecting her weaknesses, though. Yeah, you've isn't that the how, point? Isn't yeah, that the point? No, yeah, so why would you put her on blast by having her be Money in the Bank? Is she going to be the first failed Miss Money in the Bank? No, I I would say now you have her there, hover around, wait for an opportunity, uh, and, make, and keep her here. No, it's not her year. I don't think so. It's 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 not the time yet. Hindi ba ganun with Carmella? Like, I thought Carmella, no, Carmella was a fraud ha- wrestler. Huh? I thought Carmella was a flawed wrestler she when was, she won money in the she bag. She had m- way more skills than Lana. Okay, fine. I can concede that. So, I don't know who number four is, honestly. It could be anyone. Uh, let's just give it a Charlotte because I think a Charlotte heel turn is in the near future. I like how Ember isn't in your top four no, and no, I completely no, agree. Not. I think she's unequivocally the worst among these eight in terms of character. Just because uh, she, well, hey, she just doesn't stand out still. No, alright, I'm gonna get to Ember Moon in a while after, you know, everything else. What else? Who else do we have left? Uh, you got Lana, Naomi, Natalia, and Ember Moon. So you have five, that's would be Naomi. Yeah. Naomi, uh, as for the reasons you mentioned, but I just don't see her winning because she hasn't figured much in, in the cards. Yeah. Uh, I think um, her act has gotten stale, to be honest. The, the with dancing, you. Yeah. And the dancing. It, it was fun, but now. We need more, and there was something there with the whole uh, helping her husband out against the Bludgeon Brothers. But uh, that fizzled out quickly. In a way, they're kind of bringing it back, especially with the dance-off. Yeah, but that, that was that, though. You know, that was it's, just, it's it, a one-off. Yeah, that was just it. Imagine the Usos being used for that segment. 
I wouldn't mind seeing Naomi in some feud with like the Iconics or some shit. Right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So like just to give her something to do. But yeah, you're yeah, right. But now she has nothing to do. Ah. Uh, okay. Right, six would be Natalia. Um, same reasons mostly. You know, my veteran presence on some match. And I think there's a bigger story waiting for her that doesn't need the briefcase. Mm-hmm. That being Ronda Rousey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, seven is Ember Moon. Ember Moon is low here because I don't think she needs it. Not because of your own personal biases against her, but and her lack of character. Only because she's a babyface who is, you know, super athletic and is pretty much overshadowed by Ronda Rousey on Raw. Yeah. So to me, parang okay, you don't need this. You can earn yourself. Uh, you can earn yourself a women's championship if you just, you know, if you win enough. You know what? I, I I think I can actually make a case for Ember Moon needing this way more than you pegged her at number okay. seven. Like I say, no, that, that to me is uh, assuming that they keep her on on the same alignment. Nah, she's a face until whenever. Because I, I I can see Ember Moon going the Andrade Cien Almas route. Now, oh. when Cien started on NXT, he had that indie baby face pop, oh. and people eventually turned on him until they had to turn him heel. But are people and turning on Ember Moon though? Other than you, I'm not sure. Exactly. I, I'd like to know. No, I'd like to know. I'd like to know because uh, I, I'm very vocal about my Ember Moon hate and I'd like to know if other people are in the same boat. No, to me, I just think that a war goddess doesn't need a, a Money in the Bank briefcase. Yeah, because that cheapens her, which yeah, is why exactly. it turns her heel down the line. All right. Oh, wait. Uh, your last is Lana. Lana. She's not ready yet. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. So there. Uh, those are the rankings. Um, I don't necessarily agree with all of them, but of course, that's what the... Uh, purpose of this conversation mm-hmm. is let us know you agree disagree one half one fourth let us know it's at Rosewar at underscore Stan C uh, let Camus know that you wanted to stop smoking at Caveman Camus <laughs> and hit us up at the SGP podcast now we're gonna get to Ria Takumi of GMA News as she talks to us about Maki Wrestling Wag Matakot just a quick apology for, for the first two minutes of the re- uh, the next recording just because we weren't able, or I wasn't able to adjust the settings as, as quickly as I'd liked. So it kind of uh, balances itself out as we go along. <laughs> so magiging ma after like the first two minutes. So All right. don't worry about that. Here's the MWF review for this past Sunday's Baki Wrestling Wag Matakot. We're bringing back this guest, but this time she's coming in alone, alone. to review MWF's Maki Wrestling Wag Matakot. It was the show that was held at UP Diliman's Bahay ng Alumni last Sunday. So let's welcome back to the podcast, straight from GMA News, Ria Takumi. Of the Plum Clan. God of the Plum it. Ninja Clan. I'm never telling you a secret about hey, my family again. The Plum ever. Clan. No, but for people who are disputing, you are legit Japanese, right? Yes, my family originally came from Hokkaido. Are you also legit ninja? Oh God, <laughs> I'm never telling you secrets oh, see? about my family. Oh my God, yeah. it's true! It's not. It's true. We can't. We <laughs> there are secrets from the family. We're descended from scholars, not and in. Who are oh secretly God. ninjas? No. Next Don't thing you tell us is you have some link to the Yamashita treasure. Hey. Oh, Oh, see? No, Meron no. Nga. May link nga. You no. can just If it was no, you would just say no. Oh, said no. Oh. There, definitely like, no. I wouldn't know I shit about like, the Great Wall of China. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Yamashita treasure, though, that's a different story. You know what? No. They're just a definitive no. Okay, Plum, Patita Plum. Let's talk about the show. Mm-hmm. Stan and Sandata were on the show. Surprise! Surprise. Actually, yeah, huge, yeah. Huge, huge, huge surprise. I mean, I didn't really tell a whole lot of people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I made sure that not a lot of people would know that that would happen just because I wanted to preserve their, the pop, oh. the reaction. But and she was there early. Mm-hmm. 
uh, mm-hmm. to cover the show for GMA, mm-hmm. and so she had she had to see. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But no, without even that, what, what were your expectations heading into um, heading into Sunday about uh, the show? I really wanted to see more of the guys. Just um, give us more of that magic they delivered in the first show. It, like um, for MWF one, it was a whole new feeling of just going to a wrestling show for the first time and just. You know, getting surprises, and it—it's something that you really want from wrestling. Something new to just excite you and to shock you and to just clear away all of your expectations. All right. So, okay. So, you—you uh, you came in with a very, I would say, optimistic point of view mm-hmm. heading into MWF second show under the relaunch. Yes. So, what did you want to see? I wanted to see more of. Like, just the Filipino kind of fiesta vibe, as a friend would say. Just something energetic and different and just geared towards just making people smile, even if it's not something that, um, let's say, wrestling fans are looking for necessarily. Just something more relatable to the people who, you know, haven't seen wrestling in a long time. So there's this... Because, when you say that... MWF is more relatable. Mm-hmm. There's always that comparison with PWR. Mm-hmm. So from an outsider looking in, is has that always been the case for you? Now, let's say PWR has always set itself apart as the less relatable promotion, or or how would you? How would you describe in a more concrete manner for someone who probably doesn't get the the, the, the someone is new to, yeah, to or someone who's new to the scene. Okay, so if you're new to the promotions. Um, if you're into, let's say, athleticism, um, something like surprising in terms of like just body language and people just getting what their character is all about and can just turn things around with like their mouth and just seeing the little Excuse details me? on turn their things face. around with their mouth. Like, like, look, um, there's this guy called Mike Madrigal from PWR, oh, okay. and he's, he just he gets the crowd. He gets how to get the crowd, and he knows the psychology of his character. So if you like detail work like that, go to PWR, and hey. you will not regret it. For MWF, you got friends, you got family who want something um, entertaining and just, you know, something to just take your mind off things, and yet just appreciate how wrestling can become a show like a full package show bring your kids in bring your parents in watch MWF so would you say na mas may variety show appeal in MWF is that what you're trying to say or is it more of to go back to the Mike Madrigal comparison walang nagmumura sa MWF <laughs> no it's not only <laughs> he has a point he has a point he, he, you do have a point and it is in the mission statement of MWF that it's a family friendly show it is something that just aims to be an action novella, as mm-hmm. they say, a live action novella. Mm-hmm. So it's so. It's like comparing apples and oranges almost. All right. Okay. Okay. I, I guess that's fair then. Um, see, see uh, I guess that was my first show since the Ho Ho Lun show in December. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't really been to an MWF event in a while, and I'd like to, I'd like to think that there was a whole lot of growth. 
especially for me, even though I came in as a performer, I am also an outsider because I, I'm, I'm not necessarily part of the company. Right? Uh-huh. So uh, I would like to think that I also came in with fresh eyes now. Now, the new leadership, the new management brought a different flavor. Uh, it definitely stepped up its game, right? You could see it in the production value from the Tron they had set up to the venue that they picked. Right, uh, I didn't think that I didn't think that the bahin ng alumni could be a wrestling venue. I did. I want you to get it. So I've I've seen events happen there, and you you may think because when you pass by it, uh, every time you every time you pass by it, ba- back in our college days, it's just one big empty space. Yeah, that was it has chocolate kids upstairs. Yeah, and, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, you know, in the second and third floors, you you might think that's it, but. That big space in the middle has so much potential. Yeah, so when when used properly, it, uh, it's been a concert venue. Now it's been a wrestling venue. So uh, we basically got to unlock the potential of the bahay ng alumni uh, all through MWF. So that's something that I'm, I'm glad that I was there to witness firsthand and that I was a part of for the very first time. And and to be fair, uh, at that night, it really was a bahay ng alumni because you know, yes. You were there. Mm-hmm. Sonata was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, other UP alums in, in the company were there. Like yeah. Sir, uh, William Elvin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tarek Altayek, also a UP alumnus. Sig Petro, who apparently has a theater background yeah, from yeah, UP. Yeah. So a, a whole bunch of them really felt the homecoming vibe. And, it, yeah. Like the venue actually felt a little like your call. Um, like Bethnal Green, okay. I think. Bethnal Green. Uh-huh. Uh, For who? Revolution. For uh, Rev Pro? Rev Pro. What uh, whole shows there, like, if they just utilize the balcony, yeah. mm-hmm. I think it would have been really good for the atmosphere. It would, it would have. But okay, that okay, that in I mean, there wasn't enough to pack the balcony as well. Mm-hmm. But for what it was, it was uh, pretty, pretty tight. It was pretty mm-hmm. packed as mm-hmm. well. Filico, the reason why they wouldn't have used the balcony anyway is because if you opened up the balcony for people to watch, that means bubuksan mo rin mga bintana sa taas. Yeah. So lalabas yung aircon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Lalabas <laughs> I mean, yung Yeah, yeah. So hindi na siya magiging as, as cold as it was when the show was happening. As cold as, you know, it could possibly be. Yeah, yeah. Given, mm-hmm. you know, UP's resources. Mm-hmm. But for what it was, I'd like to think that the Bahay ng Alumni is actually a sustainable wrestling venue. It is, it is. It does look that way. It's something that I, as a performer, would like to keep coming back to. No, it actually forward. is because uh, MWF is returning to UP. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, for Republica. Yes. But before we get ahead of ourselves, Siguro, let me just uh, describe it briefly, like how it was backstage. So like uh, the holding area for the roster and all the performers was on the second floor. Mm-hmm. So it was on the second floor. And then they had a little gorilla section set mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. So it was in one of the corners and then they had a little camera there set up where... Uh, guys like Mike Shannon were watching the matches and then mm-hmm. uh, you had somebody telling people oh go call this person and that person mm-hmm. so they're uh. mm-hmm. so right when their music plays all you have to do is literally just get up on the stage and do your thing oh, it's fun. like theater it, it oh really does gosh. look like it theater. really is like yeah. just Chatter calling shot. people oh, like just uh, it's it's so nice just to like feel that vibe again of just it's a theater it, it is the. No, you said that. You said that. I think we established so this maybe, years ago. Maybe we should probably just divert you. That is. Tada, like, tada, okay, let's like move on. Pinoyar. Oh, yes. is like wrestling show. But we have done it in a theater venue like the Powermax Center. But it's like it's just a different vibe, you know, like a little more. Pinoyar almost feels more raw. Like it feels raw than MWF. Does MWF SmackDown? It's like. 
polished. Ah, so much polishing the thing the MWF right yeah. now. Okay, so over her head. I'm sorry. Invaded it like a true ninja. All right, all right. It's okay. Let's talk about the show. Uh, let's look through your notes. What's the first thing you want to bring up about it? Do you want to go from like the national anthem or you want to go straight to the first match? Straight to the pre-show. Hi, magidiw. Okay. So the last time it was a hotly contested issue, but now you know you don't. You won't get sued, basically, for the, how you oh, for that it. for how she sang it. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, Coach Gus. We not having a podcast. We not having a podcast. Coach Gus came out in you know green archer regalia, and with the drum guys, and basically just did you know like did what any Lasallian would do. I don't think that's position. what any Lasallian would do. Well, okay. you know, scummy ones, the really scummy. elitist ones. Scammy. And just told people that people from UP are like employees. Empleyado. <laughs> wow. Empleyado lang familiar. kayo. Empleyado lang kayo na mga taga-Lasal. And believe it or not, Ateneo people would get that from Lasal people too. So, Wait, I felt it strongly. No! No, 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 no. Ateneo, would pe- Ateneo people would get that from Lasal. It means that Lasal people would tell you guys na empleyado lang kayo na mga taga-Lasal? Yeah. Wow, that's wow, that, that's. I thought <laughs> Ateneo was the worst. No, 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 man. <laughs> oh, I felt that. How, how did Gus look as budget Oliver Queen? Amazingly hilarious. Oliver Queens. <laughs> like, I really... Get that a cosplay niya, to be fair. Oh, yeah. He probably borrowed that from someone. Yeah. Like... Ang galing ng costuming yeah, department. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. uh, where would you find an Oliver Queen uh, hoodie? Hoodie, yeah. yeah. He probably cosplays on the side. I'm just... <laughs> that's my thing. And then and Archie comes out, you know, praying for his thesis, but more importantly, but defending... Yeah, uh, RG, just to give context, comes from the NCPAG or the National Center for Public Administration and Governance. 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 Thanks, thanks for the catch. So there, that's where he's from. That's the backstory of both RG the guy and RG the wrestler. <laughs> All right. So okay, how did you find their pre pre show interaction? How I actually felt felt like it was um, a good kickoff point the show like you know appealing to their home crowd but also just give you a sense of like RG's like stronger UP characteristics like just fighting for what you believe in and just finally we get to see Gus wrestle and not just fucking poke out on like a, sh- <laughs> a triple shield power bomb I fucking remember that man that was that's rough bro Dang. and um yeah like it paid off Dividends like yeah. throughout the show and, and the end, but let's not get ahead. Oh, okay, see, see, see. Anything else about that opening segment, or are we good? Ah, because of his resemblance. slight resemblance to, to Vic Soto. Yeah, let's just move on. Okay, alright, sure, sure. Okay, so uh, the first match. Uh, wait, do you want to talk about the video packages? Oh, the they were amazing. Like um, the opening uh, vignette, I think they're gonna make like what a new one every show, mm. and this one is like, shoots. it's like MWFU, so like um, university based, school based, and it was a well produced video as usual. Para sa yaning bulagan you. Yeah, exactly. Um, what do you call this? School bukol. Yes, was, school bukol. Which was timely because we have another fucker in. You know, in what? Ah, anyway, okay. let's not get. Well, what were your thoughts on the reveal of their new head coach, 
head coach. Uh, who you know who who uh, trains oh them on a consultant basis? That being Chili Willy. Oh, oh my God! Right, no, not paying attention. And you saw the video twice. Oh, what the it hell? It wasn't a surprise for me. Okay, I was there. Yeah, you were there. But That's still. the point. Alam mo na. Alam mo na hours I before everyone else. I thought you were talking here. about someone else. No, no, no. We're talking about Chili Willy. Wow, yeah. you dated that one like a ninja. <laughs> oh no, no. So what? Oh, so mm. since you since you've been new before everyone did. What was your take on um, finding out that Chili Willy was the new consultant head coach? I found it was the right step for MWF because they definitely need to just learn more and more. And what better than one of the you know one of the guys who have been there from the start, like one of the guys who have been consulted from the start, who okay. build up like you know a lot of people. Uh, for PWR sure. and here, so and I was there um, when Shelly was training the guys, mm-hmm. and it felt like a real learning experience for the boys. For you, <laughs> no, not for me, because I wouldn't do that. I know, shit. okay. And just seeing them improve on the spot, okay. just like get that discipline in. I want to ask about yung UP feel because a big part of the theme of the show was yung homecoming uh, given the personalities involved. But as an audience member, did you actually feel that the crowd was partisan UP? Yeah, you know what? That's interesting because like um, they wouldn't get the chance at first, but yeah. like but by the end, it's just like it's the full chat right. thing, and it's a fifty-fifty split. But it's the feeling of home that carried throughout the show. Because honestly, as someone who got in, uh, got in there, got in the ring, right? mm-hmm. um, I didn't really feel like it was a partisan UP crowd. Mm-hmm. Like I would say that it was still a very much a wrestling crowd yeah. of different affiliations. Mm-hmm. So the whole homecoming was very meta in the sense that I'm a UP alumnus and I'm coming back to perform at this wrestling show. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I felt, I felt both. I, I, I understand what you were talking about. And it didn't feel like uh, when you were on the... When you, when you had your segment... Yeah. Uh, it didn't feel like maraming tagayupi sa crowd. Pero by the end, and which she will get to when she gets to it, uh, it kind of felt like, I don't know, I don't know if it was really everyone from UP was already there or it was because parang by the end, everyone was feeling good and, you know, riding the wave and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So to me, it felt like by the end, there was, it seemed like a partisan UP crowd. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's just really passionate and really different from what I usually see. Okay, it's okay. Uh, first match was uh, this is the Ninja Ryujin match. Ninja no? Ryujin and Morgan Vaughn versus Aldrin Richards and Hanchella Shelva. And the uh, story for this is Morgan Vaughn kind of hacked into Ninja. Ninja Ryujin and Ninja is like, I'm not your partner, I'm not your friend, but I'm gonna help you out. You know, gonna come Gotta convert him to the good side of the force. That mm. that sort of shit. And Ang talong na hak para na hak para talaga mga ninja. Are you gonna ask that? And the expert on ninja. Dad, save me. No, no, I just want you to answer the question. Yeah. Na hak para mga ninja. No, 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 no. I guess. I but mean, yes, what happened? Uh, okay. But so, what do you think about the story? Now uh, there was a ninja who got hacked. Well, it's a mix of like you know. Like the new and the old Morgan Bond, just trying to reach out to more and spread his corruption, and Ninja Ryujin being like, it is a weird combination 
But you know what? Kind of works right now. Okay. Who else will Morgan Vaughn target? Mm, it, it's a nice wrinkle, then I guess. The, uh, you see Morgan Vaughn exhibiting something new with his gimmick. Yeah. Did you enjoy the match? Oh, you know what? It made me realize how much of a dark horse Morgan Vaughn is in terms of like uh, his potential to go the distance, so to speak. Oi, go the distance. <laughs> yeah, and um, Ryujin too, because um, I've been kind of harsh on him, but like as per the last review, like he's definitely like most improved, because like he doesn't feel like lead. <laughs> anymore wow. basically wow. <laughs> what does it mean to feel like because like, oh, no. yeah. I wasn't yeah. there when you dropped that reference the first time okay so Ryujin like um, his gimmick implies uh, speed dexterity mm-hmm. and like I've known in, in the last show he fits the gimmick more in the sense that he can move mm-hmm. the way he wants to move unlike last time where I felt a bit lethargic by just watching him uh, okay so, I think I think yeah. that's a fair assessment then yeah and as for Aldrin and uh, Shilva, I don't know how they got this close. Apparently, they got this close. Yeah, haven't you seen their video? Um, Aldrin um, likes to grab his exclusive. <laughs> they're an exclusive tag team now. Mm. And um would be nice to know how exactly they went from trying to kill each other in November. And to then, grabbing their ass. <laughs> I didn't see that part, but you know what? Good to know, Ro. Good to know. It's a video, nila kaya. No, they were. I've seen the video. It was a video. What are you talking about? It was a waist lock. No, No. they grabbed. No, there was a close up in which Aldrin actually grabbed his ass. It 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 lingered on for like one second. Someone literally brought back the ass. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh. I didn't see it. I think I was distracted by... by yes? No, by my own emotions. Okay. Let's move on. All right. Uh, next match was the pillow fight between... Oh, wait. You know what? I must say. Oh. Um, I was with a bunch of people, and we all screened when they teased the golden golden trigger spot. But oh. instead of like um, going for the double knees, they went for like uh, back to front, like um, front kick. Oh. And we screamed a lot because it was a nice variation. Mm, Surprise. Well, thank you. Thank you, Ro. What? Anyway, next match. Alright, next was the pillow fight between Ashura and Kazuki. Ashura. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, so obviously oh, a lot yeah. of people weren't very happy when they heard that it was a pillow fight mm-hmm. because everyone knows that a pillow fight is just a glorified Brian Panties match to an extent. <laughs> yes, even when there's a dude. Yeah. So, so. Apparently, MWF decided to turn this pillow fight concept and flip it on its head. Uh-huh. What did you think about the way that they presented the pillow fight? It was a PG hardcore match, uh-huh. basically. And it's really appreciated um, because I was one of those people who was very hesitant yeah. to watch it because I, I couldn't... I grew up in that era. Sure. We all grew up in that era. And you're a woman. And I'm a woman. Oh, really? <laughs> Thanks, thanks, <laughs> father. But so, like, it was nice seeing something new done with a concept, something consistent with Ashura mm. and Kyle's like rivalry, and just oh man, it really elevated Kyle's profile and just made you more sympathetic to Ashura. So, hindi naman. I mean, uh, I need to ask this from your point of view, as someone who was there who watched it, because I only got to see it from from behind, yeah. and I didn't get to see much. So, 
uh, for you, it made sense as a combat. Yeah. Nah, you know, like there were weapons concealed in the pillows and shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was actually pretty clever, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Clever. <laughs> yes, it was clever. Thank you. Okay, so, but, yeah, like, um, Ashura just used her teddy bear yeah. just as an assault weapon and just... Ah oh, man, I want to get. Can we go ahead to the characters? Sure, okay. yeah, yeah, because of course. oh man, Kyle season gets it. Like Kyle season gets what's annoying about his character, and uh-huh. like he turns it on his head. Because you know what? In a way, it is repugnant that people don't like, um, you know, hype beasts. Hype beasts. So you wish he was more little Pete than little Pump? No, I don't even know those people. Never mind. <laughs> Just um, like it, it's just this stereotype, turning the stereotype on its head, exposing people for like, um, why do you hate this subculture uh-huh. and not that subculture, basically? And so does he deserve to be a heel then for representing a subculture? He deserves to be a heel for being a dick. Okay, for okay. being a dick within that movement. Uh-huh. Okay, so gets, it's a strong hype beast. Na hindi mabuting tao. Oh, exactly. In the same way that the Kakaibros are Jejemons. Na hindi mabuting tao. Oh, oh. Also, oh you that know. sounds familiar. Mm, maybe there's something there. <laughs> I want them to team up, to be honest. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the most beautiful tag team huh? that you could conceive. Really? Yeah, don't just... It's... Uh, beautiful. Because so, it's... Because it's, it's horrific. Let's, it's let's bring it back. Let's bring it back uh, before you fantasize too much. So the the major turning point of the story was Calcison ultimately cheating and cementing his status as a heel. Yeah. By by concealing rocks. A rock. Rocks. Rocks. Rocks inside three well, pearl nice. pillows. <laughs> and just hitting Ashura over the head with it. And like because of the impact of the pillows when he drops it, like some people near the ring like immediately got now oh my god, there's something inside the pillows. Yeah. And um it's just it's nice seeing him do something villainous that's not just character work. And this made you sympathetic to Ashura. Exactly. And Ashura actually spoke in Japanese. That's amazing. Tama ba yung like, you know what? I didn't catch the words, <laughs> but I just got the cadence of it. Okay. But yeah, like you're finally making something out of this rivalry slash partnership. Because the last it's time... It's a partnership at this point. I, I don't think it's a partnership <laughs> It's not anymore. a partnership at this point. But, you know, like, at first, I was hesitant. Like, can you guys just end this? This isn't going anywhere. But now it makes more sense. And now we're going to get something greater. In so the- so you, want more, uh, you want more of this feud between the children of Lucha? Exactly. Okay. I don't think they're kids of Lucha anymore, exactly. No. No, they're, they're still no, they are Lucha. because the the post match segment that followed this was Mr. Lucha literally admonishing Kyle Season with with corporal punishment. With corporal punishment. Oh man, that's not so amazing. So the next uh, the next match was Sandata Lawin. So I was really excited for this particular segment for obvious hey. reasons, and I gotta ask uh, because when we were trying to work out the segment, trying to write everything in. Uh, one of the highlights supposedly was that face-to-face meeting between Mike Shannon and me. Mm-hmm. So did you feel like it had that gravitas? Because 
I'm not sure if I were like if, if if I were a wrestling fan now, would I be looking for that gravitas? So did did you get that? Or uh, I think a better question would be: It's been a while since Stan was ousted as the PWR general manager. So it's been what six or so months. Yeah. Has it been long enough, or is it still fresh enough in your head? Now, okay, these are two. Uh, these are two of some uh, you know authority figures in the local wrestling scene. Did that click in your head is what he's asking? Yeah, because um, Stan, uh, you still have a role in the shows. I mean, it's not the general manager, but it's still a prominent role where you have... You took charge of some wrestler, so like I get you as an authority figure. So of course you're gonna come out to MWF, and you seem to have an amicable uh, relationship with the commissioner, oh. and that made sense as two guys from two different promotions just you know matching each other up, seeing where this is going, and yeah, it makes sense. So the crossover appeal was there, no man. Yeah, it was. All right. Uh, what Okay, that's good, that's good. Yun takot ko, because parang, I was kind of afraid that it would have fallen flat in the sense na, okay, so whatever, these are two guys, who's this asshole and who's this dick, right? So, I mean, fair enough, must establish ka naman kaysa kay, kay Mike Shannon. That's true, that's true. Pero, you know, I guess just to layer it with some more backstory, I actually succeeded Mike Shannon to an extent because Mike Shannon was the OG authority figure in PWR. And then William, no, he wasn't. He was. He was not. He, he was. was. Not, he was not an on-screen authority figure. He was an on-screen no, authority figure. No, he wasn't. Figure. He, he was wasn't. literally on the poster oh, yeah, of yeah. Revolution. Now, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, 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 I was thinking. No, 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 no. I was thinking of William because you succeeded William directly. Yes, yes. William was also on-screen technically because he did appear and he had that anonymous general manager gimmick as well. And uh, Mike Shan Kase wasn't on Renaissance, the first. Renaissance. Yes, he'd left PWR by then. So technically, if we're gonna be strict about canon, hindi siya umabot sa ano sa. That's why, in my head, he was only there for the pre-show, the pre-pre-show. Right, right. But yeah, uh, there, uh, I mean, like, we might as well consider Revolution now to some extent since it's the anniversary of Revolution X, or like it's the predecessor to Revolution X, okay. if you really want to be hardcore about the history of PWR. So yun lang. Okay, so I'm glad that it resonated with you to an extent. Now, uh, Sonata comes out, huge pop. I could hear I could hear the, the screaming. I, I thought that was a great reaction. And uh, out comes Rex Lawin, and he punks out Mike Shannon. So obviously, this registers to you know, okay, these two are gonna fight, mm-hmm. right? Uh, was this a matchup that you wanted to see? It was a match that I didn't know I wanted to see until I saw them actually fight each other because I thought Sandata would work better with someone else. Uh-huh. Like, like who? Uh, someone uh, else in MWF. You someone mean. else in MWF. Like um, Robin Sane, maybe because um, they're both light guys and yeah. they could just um, they have different types of like like he said that is more technical. Sane obviously high flying, but they could work together like that kind of speed. But then again, you have the same stylistic difference in that you know you got the technical aspect of Sandata and the brute uh, force of Rex Lawin. But Lawin has that technical side to him too, so. Kind of the same, almost. Maybe and may similar styles. Yeah. So yeah. for you, parang ano, parang what did it take away from whatever supposed chemistry, or did it just enhance it when you actually saw it unfold? It enhanced it because um, just seeing Sandata um, outmaneuvering or trying to outmaneuver Lawin just so that Lawin wouldn't catch him because when Lawin catches him, obviously it ended poorly for Sandata, <laughs> and but. 
while Sandata was like um, on the offensive, he really just tried to run circles around Lawin, and it never felt overwhelmingly like um, it Mismatch. didn't favor. Yeah, it didn't favor Lawin that much. Well, obviously in the end it did, but. Like, you know, it felt evenly matched. It felt like a showcase between two guys. So, yeah, let's, before we get to the finish, let's talk about the gear because I know you've been wanting to talk about <laughs> Sandata's gear. Yeah. Uh, so, he comes out in a red mask and in maroon gear, he had the UP cut-off shirt mm-hmm. and he had the boxers. And I've seen the gifs. I've seen the dong fly around. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too particularly enam- enamored by it, but then again, I guess it's because I'm not the target market. True. Yeah. So, as someone who might have been in the target market, <laughs> okay, no. how does might that how does that uh, resonate? That's with you? Okay, you know what? I'll just read from my notes. Okay, sure. Uh, then Mutalock, oh no, in all caps. Then quote unquote, that's not PG chant. And then all caps, hindi ako makapanood. And that's in all caps. And then it goes on to. And that's because of the bulge. Couldn't he have bought compression shorts? Di ko rin alam eh. I like compression shorts. They're 500 pesos on Shopee. They come in all colors. You guys just bought something. Save me the pain of just putting the laptop screen like midway like through the second rope so like it could just... Oh, partida na sa harap ka pa man din. <laughs> I saw it! The bootalock! The legs were spread in front of me and I just, I tried to focus on the arms but it was there. Pointing up. Uh huh. It haunts my nightmares. All right. Okay. Wow, so that's kind of that's kind of mean. <laughs> okay, you know what? Now that that's out of the way, my nightmares are someone else's dreams. I'm glad that we've gotten that out of your system. So, Thank you. okay. So now that that's out of the way, uh, no, 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 no. While we were talking about this, uh, you you brought up something uh, off the air. Yeah. While we were editing this. Uh, <laughs> Uh, one of the, one other uh, member of the audience, our good friend Kel Fabi, who was not yeah, with yeah, us today, yeah, yeah. also brought up on Facebook because of that particular choice in gear. Mm-hmm. Some members of the crowd took it upon themselves to either you know notice it pretty loudly. Yeah. And for him, his experience was kind of ruined by all the quote unquote male catcalling. What, what was your take on that? I was very much uncomfortable with it too because in our side, it's not as loud as. Um, Kel's side but I can definitely hear people just throughout the match even though like ah man you know ripcord knee strikes mm. um, like what kind of comments are being thrown out there just the general shape of his you know his dong manhood, his dong manhood whatever you call it and comment I don't like talking about Excuse it. Excuse me, Miss Slash Fake. I did do. No one knows. It's um, it, it's just it was uncomfortable because yeah, we all know we all had our laughs, obviously, but you don't have to keep commenting on it like you're commenting on a girl's boobs because that's exactly the tone that I hear when people are catcalling girls. Okay. All right. Sure. Okay. Okay. So I, I guess uh, suffice to say, cat. Uh, no one's really immune to catcalling. Yeah. And obviously, catcalling is bad. So mm. can we cut the fu- uh, cut it the fuck out? Yeah. I mean, you know, bad fashion choices aside. Remember yeah. that Quezon City has an uh, anti-catcalling anti- ordinance. ordinance, and you're a newbie. Wait, and you just na, broke it. Oh, tama, tama. Yeah, so, niya tayo at the start na sumusunod ang MWF sa alitun tunin. 
Exactly. Alituntunin. Okay, alright. Uh, now the finish. So the finish is... Um, Me throwing the towel. You throwing in a towel after Xlawin deals like... Four? Five. Well, five. Yeah. Five ripcord uh, super kicks. Super kicks. Yeah. To be f- let's call the Rex trigger. Rex uh, trigger. To be fair, it's the first time we have seen a throw in the towel finish. Locally. In local Locally. wrestling. And it was a nice callback because it was the same towel that Rex threw at you yeah. and told you, like, pamuna sa manok mo. <laughs> that's, right. that's a really nice touch. Uh-huh. Because it was like, Lawan was sending you a message that, you know what, we all know how this is gonna end. Here, just, here you go. Uh-huh. But did you feel there was a Chekhov's gun when it happened? Like, when he threw the towel in my face? At the moment, it felt like just... Wait, no, 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 she's not the right person to ask. She saw the finish. Ah, right, before, right. Before the show. Oh, right, 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 yeah, yeah. Good one. No, I did not! Oh, okay. Oh, well, you, were, you weren't there when... The, the towel wasn't thrown in. Okay. Ah, okay. Right. Okay, so okay, fine, fine. So I didn't know the finish. So okay. it, was, it was surprising. Okay. Because I thought it was just going to be a normal, like... Um, a, a, another normal L that I would be taking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have, like, the worst, like, win-loss record. Oh, sure. Like, sure. Sure. He was the one who threw in the towel. Yeah, yeah. I threw in the towel this time around. You so, know what? Mr. C cares. That's, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. what matters. Uh, you know, health is more important than Than else. wins and losses. Because if you health in client, puta will have career. So when, um, you know, Lauren was going to beat up Sandata some more, he threw you around. That's that kind of therapeutic to see. <laughs> sure. He um, ate a super Frankie kick as well. Frankie 13 came in and just wailed on Lauren with his um, injured arm. And told him that when he broke his arms, he didn't hear his bones break. Yeah, the promo. Uh-huh. What do you think about the Frankie 13 promo? That was wow, actually. Like, I was amazed at how eloquent Frankie mm, could be. Mm. It was a good promo. Because, like, um, his character before it was just on the right, you know, the right amount of like, not out. Like not all in there. Okay. And um, so you felt like Hindi fully committed at the time, whereas yeah. now he's gone all in on the character. Exactly, and um, it's just given me more context to the character, more than the guy who carries around his girlfriend a portrait and just <laughs> the grunge shirt. So mm, like okay. I feel more of him, and even when he's injured, like he did something meaningful in the ring that kept him fresh in the people's minds and. You know, just not even not even just the NWF crowd, but the P- PWR crowd. So he's worth uh, worth sympathizing sympathizing with by the end. Yeah, because um, it's gonna be one of those things where a badass guy goes up against a guy who does not give a shit. All right. Okay. It's okay. Uh, I swear to him. Any, anything sorry. else? No, no, it's fine. We've got the explicit tag on the podcast. Yeah. Anything else before we get to the next uh, next segment? He's really pretty oh, that's on true. Twitter. Uh, okay. Uh, he All does right. look like Evan Carlo. Yes. They look like twins, actually. It's okay. disturbing. Okay. So next part was you've got the intermittent videos of RG and Gus brawling around Diliman. It yeah. was literally the Diliman, uh, Diliman street fight. Exactly. <laughs> that was funny, actually. It, it was uh, hilarious. Like People were waiting for those segments. You, you would hear like... When a match ends, you're like, oh, ito na naman sa'yo, ito na naman sa'yo, tingnan mo. Like, that was nice. Just what did you figure out na it was gonna be like that all throughout the night? First, the, the first, first one. video segment. Pala. Yeah, like, oh, was it the Oble one? No, 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 no it no, was the uh, street, the lamppost one. Yeah, the lamppost one. Like, 
you know, you don't show something that that offhandedly and and then leave it there. Exactly. So it's gonna pay off. I just didn't know when it was gonna pay off. Mm. Ano mas nakakatuwang random cuts yung mga segments na RG and Gus or fancy na at WrestleMania. <laughs> This one, because it meant something. True, yeah. Like, it was a match. It was not... Oh, match din naman kay Sina. It became a match with The Undertaker. A fight? Ah, man. No, I agree. This one was better. This one was better because it ended in a match. Because fancy and it didn't last like an hour. Exactly. And it made full use of beauty, which was okay. fun. Actually, yeah. I got to see the What do you know today, man? Yeah, yeah. Galing, galing. Yeah. Okay, after that, you had the brackets revealed for the MWF Championship Tournament. Uh, your thoughts on the brackets and how every, everyone is seated? I am so excited for this because um, we're going to get some matches that we haven't seen before. And the possibilities of people who will um, go up to the... Like, who could potentially meet up in the semifinals and finals. Like... That's something that's going to be interesting because this one is going to test um, their abilities. Like, we always talk about, like, MWS promotion and, like, differences in storytelling, but, like, their wrestling skills, we're finally going to see how polished, how much polished it is than before. Of course, that reveal ends up uh, rounding out what we would uh, come to know as Sagot Kita 2, right? Okay, so... Looking at the brackets after Makiresing Wag Matakot, is there a front runner that stands out to you? Some would say Frankie 13. Um, the obvious choice would be Aldrin Richards. He really has to stand out in all the ways, like just showmanship and like the way that he's trying to polish the moves that he already has. And, um, but yeah, like Frankie. Um, Sane, obviously, after his performance, you cannot deny that the the, the Kappa Feds are behind Robin Sane. Mm-hmm. So, those three boys and the dark horse, Morgan Vaughn. So, no love for the question marks, whoever they turn out to be. <laughs> oh, I there's one. There's okay, one who potential. Think, who do you think is going to be a surprise entrant? Um... Well, we're, since we're on Sagot Kita to Mission Action, uh, it tells about like how Fabio and Giggs find each other and like, yeah. try to f- search their secrets. And one of the secrets involves the Liwanags, mm-hmm. Jomar, and Fred. Uh-huh. No, she has a name. Jorel. Yeah, yeah. And, she was given the name in that segment. And in the next, uh, the next match just happens to be Makisig and Striker versus Liwanek and and Joriel and, yeah, and friend and friend. friend and oh my god, I'm in love with her. I am absolutely in love with, with friend her, with friend with friend. Jor-El. So what is it Friends about then. about friend or about Joriel that's captivated you? Well, first of all, um, if you didn't know, she only started uh, training this February. Uh-huh. And to, and to wrestle that well in the span of months, it's just, ah, where have you been all my life? And is she our local version of Charlotte? Yung mabilis na na pick up? Yeah, I would say, natural. I would say. She's a natural at this. And it's not just the athleticism, which I think could use more finesse just a lot more polishing and that will come in time um it's the character the character movement her embodiment of like being a creature of the dark 
just the makeup too. Man, when you see it up close, it's just the contacts, the way the veins pop out, and just her her physicality. Mm-hmm. So, kung may power rankings yung Liwanag family, where would you rank Jorel? So, who's on top, who's in the middle, and who's at the bottom? Oh. 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 I see. <laughs> Jorel's definitely number one. Like, All right. She's, she's on top. top. She's on top. She's the top. Um, Jomar is verse, so she's he's two. And Moises is dead, so you know. No, he's not. He's not. Nagbalik he's nga in the eh. tape. Huh? He's in the tape. He's no, alive. He, he appeared in the video. In the tape. No, he surfaced. He's alive. He's alive. No, okay, so... He uh, christened her Jorel. No, okay. Siya'y bumalik sa wakas ng panahon. The thing is, like, the video was in the context of someone watching a tape. Oh, of Of Moises imbuing Jorel with the darkness. Oh, so yeah. you're saying we until so you're saying until he puts uh, you put your fingers through his scars, you'll not believe that he's come back to life. Oh my god. Exactly. Oh my you god. Doubting, doubting potato. Uh, well, no, but, I think he's alive. I think that tape was recent. Cuz the the whole Moises is dead thing was last December. Yeah. Exactly. And like um friend came out in thing. January. Oh, no. No. She did. Well, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. She uh, did. Oh, at the the level up show. Yeah. No. Um. Is that even canon still? March. No. March. Because you didn't eat. The one. And oh, the yeah. one. Oh, she yeah. came out. That was March. Exactly. Oh. So then, then the tape would have happened before then. So he could no, be Joe, dead. No, Moises is alive. You cannot take this away from me. <sighs> Moises is alive. Let's move on. Moises is alive. We're not going to agree on this. Also, Fabio. Was we will ask our friends at MWF whether Moises is alive. This is dead, like him. So, like, Fabio was great at, like, reacting to Joriel, just clinging onto the ropes and losing his machismo. Yeah. And speaking of machismo, Giggs, you have to remember, as cool as he is, he also carries the sexism of the era. So, he refused to fight Joriel at first. Uh-huh. And, like, you know, that changed when she just started you know show like throwing her her uh, her Herself. aggression at him in 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 you know not in a gig no, I know yeah, yeah. okay so, I, I want you to answer this question about gig striker because when gigs first came out I immediately thought of Chris Panzer like there's Chris Panzer <laughs> upside in gig striker <laughs> And, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I wasn't the only one who made that comparison for whatever reason, whether it was aesthetic, uh, the way that they carried themselves, mm-hmm. uh, the athleticism. Do you see that comparison? I mean, to quote a friend, Chris Panzer Hoomst. Wow. wow. <laughs> that <laughs> quick. things came out. But yeah, no, I see. I definitely Gotta see it. Shane under and, the bus. Oh, man, I didn't see her name. You did. Um, so, like, but it's a different appeal, you know? Bakit? So, sinasabi mo si Chris Panzer yung pang pangkonyo or pang mayaman tapos si Giggs yung pang masa? I didn't say that! No, <laughs> so, wrong. That's not it. It's wrong. Chris Panzer is for those who like white guys. Giggs <laughs> 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 is for those who like, you know, morenos. <laughs> no, but, yeah, you know, different strokes for different folks. Pero hindi naman yung team si Giggs eh. Exactly. No, but it's different. It's like... I know, the, I know, I know, I know. It's like the Filipino... Guy next door who can protect you. Sino? So it's kind of like gigs. the best uh, Veronica conundrum. What? Exactly. Okay. Except it's gigs and it's Panzer. Oh, yeah. So so Panzer is your Veronica. 
Yeah. And gigs is your bedding. Exactly. So like gigs is the more accessible one. Yeah. <laughs> the more relatable one. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, you know See, what? See, fans, you're your no, 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 I'm just trying to understand it. And bec- uh, I'm trying to help you out here. Yeah, okay. So, you're not going to get Wow. 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 I didn't say that. You did. Are you, do you want to talk about this, Dad? No, I'm trying to contextualize from your opinion because I really want to see the, the gigs and Panzer dichotomy. No, it's like, um, in terms of, like, that, since they're a, um, gigs is an action star, gigs is like that every man guy and... Um, let me think of. Oh, no, no, no! You're on the right track. Yeah, you're onto something. Because if if gigs is the everyman, that means Panzer is not an everyman. Yeah, get it, get it. Panzer no, 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 no! I think I Daniel have, no. Padilla in that gangster. She's dating the gangster. She's Come dating on. the gangster. Can we not have a better and a better? No, no, no! I've not seen I got, I got, I got, I got this, I got this. Chris Panzer is a Jake Cuenca slash Gerald Anderson type. There! Oh yes, my gosh, shut up. thank you. Shush. Next. <laughs> Next, and you will agree with me on this, Gig Striker is Coco Martin. There! Oh. See? Thank you. That's thank all right. you. Was that so hard? Yes, it was, because I couldn't get their names. I... Difficult. I didn't get their names. That was the end of Chris Pants versus James Street. Be like, oh, but that's why I know. So you didn't even pronounce the S. Yes, <laughs> I didn't say it. They did, folks. No, but to be fair, Gig Striker and I had a conversation backstage about you know his presentation yeah. and the Chris Panzer presentation. Yeah. So a lot oh, of really, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm bringing this up. Shout out to Gig Striker, by the way. I really enjoyed this conversation. And see, that's why I wanted to see kung corroborated ba, like kung consistent ba yung opinion niya on their dichotomy with yours as a fan, as someone who watches both guys. Easy self-aware. Yung that's what I wanted to bring up. See, that's why I didn't say this at first. Like you, you think this is just me trying to grasp at straws and shit, but it actually came from Gigs himself. So. It's it's a very interesting take on you know these two characters in the local scene. All right. Okay, but here's the thing: um, when I watch gigs, I mostly see it's like it's girls, mostly girls that react. Yeah, no so shit. I wonder yeah, why. But with Panzer, it's like there's a crossover appeal. Tina, Panzer. Yeah. Because uh, like, like, gigs is like a different kind of nakaka Iba yung beauty ni, ni Papa Panzer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Alright, alright. So, now that we're done with uh, with all this, can we talk about the match? Like, is there anything else that stood out? Or are we good with uh, the tag team match? I think we've, we've enough, we've discussed their beauty enough. <laughs> alright, okay. let's move on, let's move on. Yeah, Any other vignettes? I've gushed enough about Jarrell. Oh, yeah. Um, Jarrell vignette, in which Moist is clearly alive. But, so like the hook of the Sagot Kita number two was obviously Menudo Girl being discovered like <laughs> in a dark room and like shouting for gigs when like someone opens it up and she's tied up and yeah. that makes up for another Yeah it was no I different didn't... actress. Huh? Different actress. But but same girl. So it's I mean, the girl from one. Yeah, I mean, the girl from oh, one. Oh, okay. It's. I thought it was like the guy, the the girl Giggs was talking to about. So many double duty. Yeah, no, that's different. Okay. I mean, the girl's kind of cuter. Okay, okay. Um. So like, wow. it's a hook for the third vignette yeah. of how hopefully and. Yeah. 
I love the fact that they're exploring different like film stuff, like different action <laughs> yeah. stuff. Like the first one's like obviously Pinoy, and this one is Noir. So I'm looking forward to the next one. <laughs> okay. um, so after that, um, after a few more stuff, um, um, you had uh, Willie Director. Milton. Yeah, the creative director of MWF came out. I think that's his first public appearance. Yeah. With any uh, wrestling company in the Philippines. Yeah. And uh, so he comes out, he talks about the MWF Foundation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's really nice to just, like, you know, get that. The, but um, um, a wrestling show is doing something to throw, give back to the community. And since uh, MWF has a lot of uh, UP alumni, it makes sense that their first act w- would be to try and um, help UP rebuild the shopping center. Yeah, yeah. Which I really Much appreciate. love, much love. Yeah, much I, love. I thought it was a sentimental moment to have RG stop and just look at the shopping center. And get center. distracted by the shopping center. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that was a nice touch. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I actually salute and support the MWF in this mm-hmm. endeavor. I, th- mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that they've got enough resources to actually build something like this. I'm mm-hmm. sure um, if we had enough resources, you know, regardless of whatever company we worked with, I'm sure we, you know, we'd also direct these them in the direction of uh, the shopping center. Mm-hmm. So, you know, props to MWF for that. Uh, so, next match, m- m- the main event, Robin Sane versus Mr. Lucha. No, Eating your words. Um, it's the first uh, match for the MWF Championship Tournament. And What do you think about this being a first-round match? Because, like, uh, remember when the Cruiserweight Classic came out? Like, puta Gargano Champa in round exactly. one? Exactly! This is what it felt like. It felt... Psychology. Oh. This is how you do psychology. Okay. So yeah, how I, do you do psychology? Oh, so, final part, final Please part. tell me. You make Please Mr. Lucha who oh. felt so divisive in the last show, like his words are something that you'd expect out of a bad guy, but his actions, the way he draws the kids in. You know, the way he makes the kids happy, the way that he just exudes that happiness, just, you finally feel it. At least I did. Because I never felt for Mr. Lucha before. I felt very confused, like, what am I supposed to do with this? You know, when I watch him, like, I, but now I see it and it's just, it's so nice. Because, um, you know, one of the main criticisms about him is he gets gassed. You know, like, oh, dude, he's But I, I can see that, but he performs regardless. Like, he's not begrudging when he moves. Like, when he picks up, when, before a power a power bomb, he looks so like he's done. But when he does the power bomb, it's impactful, it's beautiful, and it's appreciated. And this word is overused, but I feel. My puso siya. Alright. Like, naramdaman ko na yun. I and I think that's something that he really tries to do because, you know, he's trying to be the most Pinoy character there in terms of, you know, all heart, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I guess that's where he draws the inspiration from. Mm-hmm. Uh, the match was, uh, probably as long as you can imagine, it was like 30 minutes, about for an opening round match. Uh, what did you think about that? Because hey, I was... I was backstage. I was watching. I was like, "Oh, holy shit! Thirty minutes for a first round match. Imagine what more." Kapag, you know, we go deeper into the tournament. So, I want to get your take on that. It was the right pace for it. I felt because like uh, Robin Singh had a lot to prove after Ho Ho Loon basically showed him up the last time, and uh, Mr. Lucha, yeah, he needed 
this to like connect to the crowd and to show that like regardless of like conditioning or like not looking like a wrestler whatever like it doesn't matter when you have this much passion and this much effort put in and him and Sane the different dynamics they played in this uh, match like ah man Sane especially like he he felt very much like the aggressor in this role and when he got up to the top rope for a 450 and he, it was perfect he, if he nails this he's gonna win but he hesitates the- because at the end of the day even though he's so hungry for that win he's so hungry not to just be you know the face of MWF but the champion of MWF that's still his friend and Whereas, you know, you expect something like this, especially with the way the match ended, to, like, someone would turn heel, someone would be a bad guy. No, it's the characters staying true to themselves and understanding that this is wrestling. You end up fighting your friends, but you don't have to break up with them. All right. Uh, Did you think the right person won? Definitely. Because at the end of the day, it's Robin Sane. Okay. So, can you see Robin Sane as the first MWF champion? Oh, no doubt. Um, Because for all of the bluster I put behind the other guys I've mentioned, he he just... uh, Well, he was in a match in Revo X. Uh, He has a strong presence in the previous shows. People like his energy. Like, some people would think, ah, oh, he's too overbearing. Ugh, I, I want something stronger. But, you know, when you have something as high energy as MWF, you want a champion like Robin Sane. All right. But I, I can definitely hear the arguments for other people. Okay. okay. So, yeah, I think I think that's a fair assessment. So, yeah. Uh, anything else about the main event? Or can we move on to the Ho-Ho Lun vignette? Um, just... Man, there's too much. Like, I'm just... You know what? If you want to read it, I'm going to come up with a review sometime oh, in the future. Okay. Stop! Any time frame natin dito? Baka ano, right before Republica. <laughs> next month. Uh, I'll try! Technically, next month na rin naman eh. <laughs> oh, yeah. still... Oh in, my God. In, a, in less than an hour, it'll be yeah, next month. We're recording so this sorry. May 31st, so yeah. I'm so sorry. May is about to end. I promise I'll try to get Rebel X tomorrow. Hey, don't apologize to us. We're not your editors. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but they keep assigning. Anyway, I don't want to talk about it. Alright, okay. So the Ho Ho Lun vignette basically tells us that Ho Ho will be back for the Publica. Mm-hmm. Hey! Any thoughts on this? Or. Oh, hey, wala lang, you know. Ho Ho back. Restrict it. Like, uh, that, that's, that's it. That's all you need to set up a piece. And, you know. Some assholes behind me were like, oh, sino to? And like, I just couldn't stop myself from telling them, that's ho-ho-lun, bobo nyo, tanga. Like, but could you really help it kung first show nila yun? No, it's not their first show because they were wearing a Ralph Imabayashi shirt. Yeah, first MWF shirt. No, 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 no. That's not their first shirt because like, I remember I like how you're really voices. just putting them on blast. I remember Keep their voices from the last show. Wow. And they were... Watch out, guys. God. Can remember your voices from shows? Oh, they right. were so annoying. Like, so many unnecessary comments that were disrespectful. Now, I know at the start, 
people were told na parang, you paid for this, so just, you know, chat whatever you want. But that doesn't give you a license to get yourself, to try to get yourself over. Oh, tama. Like, you are ruining a show for other first, for like, other people who, mm-hmm. you know, it's your first time, nila. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, there's, like, this They're row kids, of yeah. kids, like, in the front row, and they're so into it. Like, every time, like, um, Robin Sane, like, kicks Lucha in the face, they're trying to get Lucha to get up, and you're ruining the show for pe- for kids like them. Right. Don't be a dick! Okay. I, I think that's a, it's a fair request. Okay, so after Ho-Ho... You have the uh, we're done with the Republica teaser, right? Um, the the Gus Queens and RG wrapping up their Diliman Street fight, mm-hmm. and then Sonata came out. Yeah. So, what do you think about that? How 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 does that ending sit with you? It sits well because it sent the crowd home happy. Mm. Like it's the UP boys winning the day from some dick with an arrow. Yeah. And you know. The, the chance. And then the pep squad turns on him and reveals themselves to be the UP pep squad. The confetti <laughs> out of nowhere for like, God, that was a great moment with the confetti although, came although, out. Although, you know, the, the pep squad thing kind of makes him write about, you know, UP guys being employees of the soccer And like, but at the same time, hindsight. at the same time, medyo tanga din si Gus Queens kasi maroon and green yung colors ng UP. So uh, they could yeah. be wearing green <laughs> As the UP secondary color. Yeah. Alternate attire. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, thoughts on the show as a whole as we zoom out? Um, this was a step in the right direction because you can definitely feel a difference in the audience of MWF and PWR. And I know some people might think, nah, uh, but you should try to cultivate the same audience, gain a lo- loyal fan base. But the thing is, if they go to both shows, you already have that loyal fan base. It's about different, like cultivating your own unique home. You know, not just a mutual pool of fans, just um, creating your own identity. Okay, so you mentioned that there are different fans for mm-hmm. both promotions. How would you describe a PWR fan or the PWR fan base as opposed to the MWF fan base? And like, I'm not talking about yung nasa intersection ng Venn diagram. I yeah. want to talk about the unique fans of PWR and the unique fans of MWF. How are they similar? How are they different? Well, MWF is fresher, so I'll just uh, start with that one. It just feels a lot uh, lighter. Like, they're just... Um, I, w- I, w- I wouldn't want to say just there for spectacle, but, you know, it's, it's those... Um, normal spots that you think would get a bigger pop because like oh man that was executed so well but you don't really hear anything except for like a very choice few voices in the crowd so it's just you know we're here for a show for to get entertained just like not even I wouldn't say mindless, but just a bit more casual. But for PWR, it's like you, you, you get these moments where the crowd gets as intense as the people in the ring when they focus on it. So like when the it's executed well, like you suddenly get a huge pop of just noise. So what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. is the PWR fan is more passionate than the MWF fan. Um, they're passionate in their own ways. It's just um, f- more focused 
I guess, just knowing more of what's going on. Or uh, pretending to think that they know what's going on. So, we, okay, now it, sounds to me, now it sounds to me that the PWR fan is closer to the internet fan profile than the MWF fan. Exactly. I was trying to avoid that wow, comparison. I was trying to avoid well, that comparison. Come on, anyway. The podcast is called the Smart Gilas Filipinas Podcast. It's literally in the name. Fine. Well, there. Okay. You spelled it out. You know, that, that's all I was waiting for. Jeez. <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, if you could grade the show, what's your metric and what's your grade? Um, on a grade level, B+. Plus. Okay, all right. Like, there was something missing from it going to, like, oh, man, mind blown, but just B+. Okay. Plus, sure, solid. sure. All right. And then uh, do you have a star of the night, a spot of the night, and a match of the night? Uh, star of the night I see him is as a friend, um, no, you know what? I want to say Jorel, but definitely Mr. Uh, Lucia, and seeing take that spot for like just t- taking us on an emotional roller coaster. Spot of the night would be um, let's see, Jorel, just drop kicking the shit out of her opponents. Okay. And um, what's the last one? Your star. Start. Wait, no, I said star of the night was... Oh, okay, so you match of the night was... Uh, yeah, you Lucha and Robbie Tate. Okay. Alright, okay. okay. I think we've covered everything from uh, Makiresting sure Magmatakot. It's fine. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. We'll, we'll train you or, or whatever. <laughs> we'll train you like a, like a pet. Yeah. No! Uh, okay, uh, really quickly, if you're going to be back for Republica, what are you expecting from MWF? to fine-tune and work towards so that Republica is a more polished product? Show me more of what they can do. Because so far, um, it's great that you're focusing on like five matches and they're finely tuned. But I want to see more of the people just compete, especially since you have that championship going on. All right. Okay. And where can our listeners find you in case they have any takes that they want to dispute? Okay, so... Or any vitriol they want to send your way? I'm um, Look me up on Facebook, Ria Takumi. And on Twitter, Ria underscore Takumi. Look, she's got and, the blue check mark on and, both platforms. And then you can find my articles, reviews on gmanetwork.com slash news. All right, thank you very much. Ria Takumi of GMA News. Great review for Makiresting Wag Matakot. Really appreciate that you took time out to join us tonight. And she just retreated into her shell. What's up, guys? This is uh, Mr. Athletic Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to the SGP Podcast. Thanks again to Ria Takumi for joining us for her review of MWF's Maki Wrestling Magmatakot. Next show for MWF is Republica. That will be this July at UP Dilemans Bahay na Alumni once again. So, medyo matagal pa. So, how about we plug another local show that is much sooner on your calendars, and that is Respeto. Refine Peto. Yes, uh, or as we like to call it, PWRS05E01. <laughs> Year number five kicks off June 24. That's a Sunday, 2 p.m. We're going to go back to Shaw, 500, uh, 500 Shaw Zentrum. As always, door prices are at 400 but if you want to get a discount, 350 for one ticket, 999 for three. Just message your boys or anyone you know from the PWR family and we'll hook you up with those discounts. Yeah. Aside from that, you've got PWR Central. Online, you've got links to all the shops. The shops. If you want to buy a shirt from the Naughty Boys and see Camus' mug or just click on it out of spite, you can click that. Because <laughs> Camus' face is on there. Wow. If you want to buy some Sandata merch, you can click his shop. 
If you yeah, want to buy, buy some, some Mr. C, C merch, I've got a shop as well. If you want to be Mr. C's cock. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Main Max has his own shop in there. Of course, JDL, Chris Panzer's, uh, n- n- not Zayden Trudeau. He doesn't have a shop just yet. No, 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 no. I know this because I have someone who actually asked for a Zayden shirt all right. and course it through me. So uh, you've got all those great shirts up on sale on PWR Central. Breaking news also announced there and a lot of content like uh, the full match between Zayden Trudeau and JDL from this past Revolution X. Hey. So do check that out. All right, now that that's uh, out of the way, now that you know all of that, let's get to our picks of the week. So yeah, uh, I'll start first. All right, go ahead. Let yeah. me pick Samoa Joe versus Big Cass versus Daniel Bryan Not from SmackDown. Yeah, uh, I thought I would be pissed. Now, Tanya, fuck Big Cass. Fuck him for getting inserted into this main event. And then I came away from that match thinking. That was not a bad main event. I mean, like, why are pe- people are so mad at Big Cass because, you know, he's the one taking up Brian, Daniel Bryan's time right now. Which is like, that's kind of like the point here. Because, okay, see, clearly they see something in the big dude. So, uh, he's they're, they're maximizing his heel potential by pairing him with a guy who everyone loves. I wouldn't necessarily call it hate towards Big Cass, but more of hate towards the man. No, no. The man, uh, not, Vince. I don't think uh, Vince. I don't know. Yeah, no, it, it, Vince it, really, the, it really is hate it. against Big Cass because you know Big Cass wasn't much of a big deal before he got injured. So now people are like, "Well, why is he feeding with Daniel Bryan though? He could he could be feeding with someone better." Instead, we are paired with, with Bryan and this dude who wasn't remarkable. Budget Edge. Oh, Budget Edge slash I'm, Test. I'm curious about how much of this meta hate is as is a result of his being a Trump supporter. I think people have forgotten about that. To be honest with you, I, they're just in a, no, 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 no. I, I see you looking at me, but you know, people when they see Big Cass, they just see Big Cass who wasn't that great in the ring. To be fair, though, he's great at riling people up. Sure, like when yeah, I watch uh, him, he's also kind of like when he tries to be the Statue of Liberty with that shit-eating grin on his face, uh, and then that he's bulge actually from his trunks. He's not a bad heel, mm. and if he can rile me up and I've got my smart goggles on, he's doing something right. Sure. All right, my, my pick of the week is this week's main event of 205 Live, Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander for the Cruiserweight Championship in Cedric Alexander's home state, Charlotte, North Carolina. North Carolina. Finally, they've been harping on that for I the know, past three I years. I know, right? It's fucking grating. But, uh, it was a good match. I just have a bit of issues with the way Cedric Alexander pretty much became super Cedric at the end. Uh, oh, shit. But um, there wasn't even a near fall in which he got lucky. But uh, okay, he withstands everything because, you know, Murphy didn't hit Murphy's Law. And he gets to win after two neuralizers and uh, and a lumbar check. And that, to me, was like, okay, that's kind of a cop-out. But it was a great match. Uh, the fact that they only had one other match on this week's episode says a lot. That they gave 20 or so minutes to this match. It's... It's really saying something com- uh, compared to, let's say, even in Neville's era, in which he had to be the last in I don't know, in uh, in an episode that had three matches at least. All right. So yeah, there you go. Watch that match. People who don't believe in Two Hundred Five Live still, please do. Oh, okay, you know, Two Hundred Five Live has actually changed my wrestling uh, viewing habits. Mm-hmm. I, let, let me just say that. Uh, okay, so. Um, what else do we have to get out of the way? I think we've said yeah, everything. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. So make sure to follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you think about this week's episode. Thank you very much for subscribing, for continuing to rate us. Wish Cam was well. Tell yeah. him to quit his vices. Oh, tamanin. Tamanin smoking. Gastos din yun. Oh, 
right? On behalf of our guests for this week, Ria Takumi, on behalf of Ro and Kamas, my name is Stancy, and let's put this episode in the in the books. We are out of here. Peace. Hey, this is for all my kids stealing, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, dripping, son of a guns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.